0: And welcome to another episode of the PBL Podcast where we give it to you raw, unfiltered with no chaser. Of course, you can find us on our, all of our media platforms using the handle, the PBL Podcast. And you can email us at the PBL Podcast at gmail.com. But please also visit our website, the PBL Podcast.com. On there, you'll get access to all the audio of the shows, plus all of my show notes and whatever else I throw up on there. And please also one big, huge favor, one ask is visit the YouTube channel and you can access that through the website, but you can also find us by just typing in the PBL podcast. Uh, unfortunately though, I don't have a YouTube handle because I need 100 subscribers and I just started the channel. Now I have put a ton of content up. So there's plenty of stuff to go look, but please, the ask that I have is please visit my YouTube channel. And again, you can access it through my website, thepblpodcast.com and subscribe. I need just a hundred subscribers and then we can get our own URL. And then I can tell you that you can access our YouTube channel at thepblpodcast.com. All right, well, thank you for listening to this episode. Over the weekend, I kind of got in the weeds on polling data and where we are with the presidential race. So I'm going to kind of switch this Monday's podcast up. So if you are listening to this when it airs, that is on a Monday. If you're listening to it any other day, thank you. Thank you for visiting the back catalog of the PBL podcast. Um, What I want to talk about is, you know, Biden's in trouble. Now, the media, they don't want to admit this, but Biden's in trouble. And he's in trouble on several fronts he's in trouble by obviously what we see is his cognitive decline but the polling that is starting to trickle out because we're getting closer and closer to the election and you know when you get closer and closer to the election the polls start tightening you can go back and you look at 2016 how hillary was just dominating the polls and then as we got closer and closer and closer those polls started tightening although the media still told you that she was way ahead. They're doing the same thing with Biden right now. But if you dig into the weeds of some polling, there is some telling data in there. And I'm going to get into that uh, in the podcast today. But the theme of this one is Biden's in trouble. He is in trouble. He's in trouble on a lot of fronts. But before we get into that, uh, Trump just signed an executive order that um, moved forward the stimulus package. Uh, The Democrats and Republicans, When they met, they could not iron anything out. So Trump just took it on himself since those talks crashed and burned. And he signed a stimulus package that helps people right now. Now, whether you're on the fence with people getting this snippet, if you will, uh, instead of going to work, you know, I get it. I get it because it's it's like people should be out working. Now, it went from $600 a week and through Trump's executive order, it's going to be $400 a week. But you know what? The way I look at this is we didn't cause this. The American people didn't cause this. This was caused by our government officials shutting everything down and, in my opinion, overreacting for this um, scandemic. Yeah, I'm calling it a scandemic. And not allowing herd immunity to kick in and not allowing people to make their own decisions. Instead, we have scared the populace into wearing freaking mask when they're out walking by themselves and even driving in their car by themselves. Yesterday, my wife and I, as we were driving around, we were pointing out all the people that were in their car by themselves wearing a face mask. Now, it was about 50% of the people that were by themselves in their car were wearing a face mask. Now, I get it. To an extent, I get it. Some people that I've spoken with said, you know what? I just got out of the store. I was going to another stop. I just didn't want to take it off. I've heard that argument, and that's a valid argument, but I don't think that's the majority of people. I think what we're seeing is a lot of people are followers, not leaders, and I apologize to you if you're listening to this, driving in your car by yourself, wearing a face mask. Now, I don't know what why or what people are afraid of wearing a face mask by themselves in their car because what if you sneeze you're afraid you're going to get the coronavirus well that that would be you are you are you and then i saw a guy the other day driving around in his convertible alone with a face mask on i mean do we just think particles are flying through the air it's just crazy so i i i'm on the fence with this stimulus package i believe the government that has caused this should help americans out i mean there are a lot of people struggling out there a lot of people hurting now on the flip side of this i get it that some are going to make more money and have been making more money doing this than whether it be uh driving a car whether it be serving tables i get that too so people or, or in retail especially so they're like why should i go back i'm making more money doing this i get that too but again this is a cause of the government so you know until election time we're going to be dealing with this nonsense. So Trump's executive order, here's a couple of things about it. He, he signed one executive order and three executive memorandums covering additional unemployment insurance benefits, the $400 a month, a payroll tax holiday, student loan forbearance, and an eviction moratorium. Now, what is the what are the Democrats, what's the left saying about this? Well, when it comes to the $400, the stimulus, it's like they're bitching and moaning because Trump's not negotiating with them. Well, they, they couldn't get anywhere. The Democrats refused to give an inch. They wanted a mile and they refused to give an inch of work with the Republicans on it. So Trump just took it upon himself. So they're, bad, they're, they're bashing Trump for that. And then the payroll tax, which you know, they're calling this the payroll tax holiday. So what is the left saying about that one? They're saying that Trump is gutting social security because the payroll tax pays into social security so what does the left do it's you know because the the 1200 stimulus that they've been trying to work on is not coming so trump does this executive order or memorandum and cuts payroll taxes for a limited time it's not permanent and the left starts railing on him about cut, gutting social security really As if the left really cares about Social Security funds because there are no money in the Social Security funds. It's all IOUs. And eventually it's going to run out. And, you know, people, there are millions and millions of young people that are not so young anymore that will never see a penny of Social Security because it is running out of money. And the left doesn't care about that. All they care about is bashing Trump. So let's talk about the other two things. Student loan forbearance and eviction moratorium. So the left has been going on and on and on about stop rent payments, don't evict people. Trump does it, and what do they say? Exactly, they say nothing. Crickets chirping. If I had, to, I need sound. Some sound stuff here. I need crickets chirping. I need some sound effects. Crickets are chirping. They say nothing. He did he gave them this he actually didn't give them anything he gave this to the american people This is what the left has been railing on about the squad has been railing on about this it happens what do they say nothing loan forbearance student loan forbearance what do they say nothing this is all about bashing trump even when he does good so we're going to be dealing with this scamdemic up until the election i believe after the election things will start getting back to normal all this will stop being such an issue where they'll fight against Trump on everything. So just wait until after the election, but we're going to be putting up with this nonsense for another three months or so. So let's get into why I think Joe Biden is in trouble. And I'll put all of this in the show notes. And if you go to my YouTube channel, you can watch me uh, or you can watch this and I'll have it on the screen as well. And you can see these headlines. Um, Here's the first headline. Joe, And this is why I think Joe Biden is in a lot of trouble. There's a lot of signs here that show that Joe Biden is in a lot of trouble. Joe Biden's advantage over Trump with black voters is currently smaller than Hillary Clinton's was. That's bad news for Biden on several fronts. One is uh, Trump is gaining in the black community. Uh, He's expanded. um, Let's see. in, In that time, let's see um here let me start with the article the death of george floyd and subsequent protest reshaped the presidential race it brought race relations racism and police brutality to the front a forefront all right now this article is by harry uh, enton at cnn this is july 22nd so it's a little dated but not too much of this year of course so what this article goes on to say in that time former vice president joe biden's advantage over president trump expanded from about six points to closer to 10 points. Now, they're talking about the election, right? Interestingly, however, that's overall polling data, right? Interesting, however, Trump continues to do something perhaps unexpectedly among black voters, hold his own against Biden relative to the many people's expectations. There have been over 10 national live interview polls since the protest began for which I could access black voter sentiment in the presidential race. And although we're looking at well more than 1,000 interview, Biden leads in those polls by an 83 percent to 8 percent or 74.5 point margin. That, of course, is a huge advantage for Biden. Yeah, it is. But it also rep- represents a small improvement for Trump since 2016. Now, it goes on. Here's the point, the relevant points about Hillary. Hillary Clinton was ahead of Trump by a 79-point margin among black registered voters in pre-election polls taken right before the 2016 election, as compiled by the New York Times' Nate Kahn. Biden, for what it's worth, is equaling Clinton's 83% of those polls. Trump's picking up a lot of the, the vote that went to third-party candidates. Now, these numbers may seem small, but I'm telling you, There are a lot in the black community that are seeing what, you know, what, what all this stuff that Joe Biden's been saying recently, like if you, you're not voting for him, you ain't black. And then, you know, Latino communities more diverse than the black community. These things aren't happening in a vacuum. They're happening right out in front. And the people are seeing that. And then, you know, prior to uh, President Trump becoming president as a Republican, you know, he had a large support from the black community. I think it's going to be bigger than it's ever been for a Republican candidate. I think it's possible, and I don't have any data to back this up, but I think it's possible that Trump is going to get double digits of the black vote. Uh, In fact, I'm thinking it could be up to 15 points. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, that's a tall order because historically, the black community votes overwhelmingly Democrat. They have since the 60s. So, but what's changing now? Well, one is Joe Biden's just a horrible candidate. Joe Biden, some of the things that he says have been so insulting to the black community. I mean, basically telling the black community they are not diverse and the Latino community is more diverse than the black community. I mean, that's just outrageous. Basically, Basically telling Charlemagne, the eyeliner that, you ain't black if you're not voting for Biden. You know, there's this whole Blexit movement going on, kind of led by Candace Owens, uh, and Donald J. Harris is part of that as well. And there's more and more and more. You can just get on Twitter, and you could just see it happening across the board. You can just see a lot of people in the black community saying, I'm voting for Trump. And they are being vilified, not just by other blacks but by whites you can look at the protest and you can see there are more whites in this blm protest than there are blacks and you can see the whites in the blm protest calling black police officers the n-word and other disparaging words biden's got a problem this is the first crack is he he's he he was the vice president to the first black president of the united states and he's polling worse than Hillary Clinton, and Trump is getting a lot of the the black vote that went to independence versus going to Biden, watch, after the election, we're going to see, we're going to see it, we're going to see a larger number of black votes going to Donald Trump uh, than any other Republican president uh, in modern history. So it's going to be interesting to watch, but I think that's the first crack. Now here's a, another, I don't know if it's a crack, I just, this headline is so just unbelievably bad. Uh, this is from Meet the Press, uh, <laughs> written by, uh, gosh, it's so this headline is so bad, this article is so bad, it had to be written by four people. Chuck Todd, you know, uh, as uh, hat tip Dan B- and Bongino calls him, the second dumbest man in television. Chuck Todd, Mark Murray, Carrie Dan, and Melissa Holzberg. Here's the headline. Biden is far less unpopular than Hillary Clinton was four years ago, polling shows. Less unpopular? They couldn't say far more popular? Biden is far less unpopular? The late, great Herman Cain used to have uh, a phrase he used to um, rag on the left about from an article I think that he read or something he saw from the left is, less bad. He goes, things are less bad. So instead, instead of it less bad, and that's exactly what this is, Biden is far less unpopular than Hillary Clinton was four years ago. But get into the article, some interesting stuff in the article. One of the biggest differences, this is from the article, one of the big, biggest differences in the presidential poll between 2016 and now is that Joe Biden's negative numbers aren't close to where Hillary, Hillary Clinton's were at this exact time same point in the race okay there they go they're telling us hey he's doing better than hillary he's less bad than hillary right now his his unfavorables aren't as bad as hillary clinton Gee, nobody liked her so which she was a polarizing person nobody did like her even the people this is one of the reasons why she lost is nobody liked hillary clinton they did a poll. So in June 2016, NBC News, Wall Street Journal poll. So, so after clinching the Democrat nomination, but before the party's convention, Clinton's favorable slash unfavorable ratings was 33% positive, 55% negative. Now Trump say, say this is back in 2016, was much worse, 29% positive, 60% negative. But compare those numbers with the favorable, unfavorable results from our recent poll. This is in the article, uh, here's Biden's among registered voters 37% positive, 38% negative. So Clinton was 29% positive, 60% negative. I mean, a lot of people didn't like her. But Biden's doing better. He's 30% positive, to and 38% negative. So much better than Clinton. And oh, you know what? Trump's. Trump's, he's doing better than Trump's. I'm sorry, those numbers I just gave you, 29 and 60, those were Trump's back in 2016. Clinton was 33% positive, 55% negative. So again, Biden's just a little bit more positive. Right? They, dislike her, they like Biden, you know, like 4% more. Okay, so Trump, where is he today? At least I'm surprised they put this in the article. And here's Trump's today, 40% positive, 51% negative. He has a higher positive rating than Joe Biden does right now. And he has a much higher percent rating than Hillary Clinton did at this same time. 2016 Clinton was 33% positive, 55% negative. 2020 Trump is 40% positive, 51% negative. But you're thinking e, hold on. Trump's an incumbent. Well, you know what? Hillary Clinton was the sitting or was the um not the sitting, but she was the Secretary of State. So she was kind of, you know, the, from the administration, administration that was outgoing. So she, she was as close to an incumbent, I think you can see, in a, then, much closer to an incumbent than um, Trump was back then. But yeah, he's an incumbent right now. But look at what he's up against. The, uh, the scandemic, the economic downturn, the higher unemployment rates, and just the uh, vicious press. And he's polling more. He's polling Higher positives than Joe Biden. Trump is 40% positive, 51% negative, and his negative ratings are less than Hillary Clinton's was back when she was running in 2016. She was 55% negative. Currently, he's 51% negative. So now his negativity ratings higher than Biden, 38% negative. But I don't think these numbers look as good as MSNBC thinks these numbers look. This doesn't look good for for Biden. He has a lower approval rating and president trump there's no excitement for biden's candidacy and the reason there's no excitement for biden's candidacy is because look at his performance when you know look at how he acts in fact i'm going to show play that video that most of you have seen uh of biden uh basically just losing his cognitive thought in in uh in interviews. So there's a montage. I'll play that in just a second. The, the, but I want to call out this article real quick. Uh, and I want you to remember this article. After I play this um, clip from Biden, uh, we'll talk more about this article. But the article is Believe the Polls This Time. This is out of The Atlantic. Uh, by Stanley Greenberg this is dated July 2nd, 2020. So it's a little dated, but believe the polls this time. And it goes on to talk about how the polling this time we can believe because last time we know the polling was way off. But so you got several cracks in Biden's armor. You've got the black population is not supportive of him as they were of Hillary Clinton. You've got uh, uh, his favorability ratings are not as high as Trump's. You've got the polling that I'm going to share with you after the break. It doesn't look that good. And then you've got Biden himself. Listen to this clip. Just, this is a montage of um, when Biden loses his train of thought, He's got to tell. Now, this is hat tip to Dan Bongino. I heard him talking about this on his show. and It makes so much sense that basically Biden's been trained for when he loses his train of thought to go into certain um, default modes like, you know, that thing. Remember you hear him say that thing all the time? You know, you know, you know that thing. Listen to this clip.
1: As I joke with him, you know. I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't. I, I probably shouldn't say. Well, I tell you what. Uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say anything. Everybody laughs about the. No, no I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to go there. And the president not make false. Oh, I shouldn't say false. This president is absolutely. Well, I shouldn't say it. We used to say in Claymont, Delaware, he ain't a. I won't get into it. I shouldn't John's say. It. <laughs> on people who are... Anyway, I, I shouldn't get going on that. That's a stupid way to say it. I shouldn't have said it that way. Buddy, I shouldn't be so casual. A guy, oh, I shouldn't get going. I shouldn't have been such a wise guy. Shouldn't I even said that? And he said, I was asking him, I... Anyway, I won't go through the whole story. Go ahead. No. No, I... Probably best I don't.
0: So, I mean... That's one of his default things, I shouldn't say. The other thing is that thing. Remember you say, oh, you know, that thing. Well, these are Biden's default mechanisms to when he starts slipping. So you've got all this happening and you're going to tell me that this this candidate is leading? Yeah, believe the polls this time? Yeah, I don't think we're going to believe the polls this time. I think, in fact, well, you know what? Maybe we should believe the polls. Yeah, you heard me right. Maybe we should believe the polls. Now, I've said this before, national polls, forget national polls. Cuz California and New York are going to weigh that national poll to the left every single time. Forget national polls, they're worthless. So, and you know what? Hillary Clinton, she won the and the popular vote last time. The polling was was right. It was pretty close. The polling had her up and she was up by like two points, I think the polling had her up like four or five points. But the national polls are right, but it's the battleground states that you really want to focus on. So we come back from the break. Let's get into those battleground states. Let's get into that. poll, And let's, let's see if we're going to believe those polls. So be right back after the break. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to ballot ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote in form. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address. Make sure that you vote and vote informed. And welcome back to the second segment of the PBL Podcast. Be sure to catch us on all of our social media channels using the handle thepblpodcast.com. This show will be on YouTube. You can see the video there, and you can see all the graphs that I'm going to be putting up as I get into all of this polling data. And you can also catch all the show notes uh, at my website, thepblpodcast.com dot com and if you want to support the show and please do go to patreon.com slash the PBL Podcast and buy a membership for as little as a dollar, look $12 for a year, and you can help move the show forward. And if you're listening to this show on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and that'll help propel us up in the algorithm and again keep moving the show forward. We got a lot of content in the back catalog, so please do listen to the back catalog. And you can see a lot of this content on my YouTube channel too. Again, the PBL Podcast. And I'm asking you to, again, go to the YouTube channel. You can access it through my website, pblpodcast.com. And please subscribe to my channel. Once we get to 100 subscribers, and I just opened up the channel not too long ago, then we can get a a unique URL, and it'll be a lot easier for you and everyone else to find the PBL Podcast on YouTube. So, again, please uh, subscribe, 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 like, 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 and give us a five-star rating wherever you see five-star ratings on every, whatever platform you're using because there are a lot of platforms out there. All right, well, let's get into the polling. As we was discussing, Biden's got a lot of cracks in his armor right now. It doesn't look good for Biden, in my opinion, you know, given his cognitive performance and given that he's losing support in the black community. But also, here's a, here's, here's a, a watch out. Here's something I'm going to throw a little wrench into the machine, just kind of mess everything up. What if he's faking it? What if he's faking these cognitive uh, declines? And then it comes up into the, the, um, the, the debate that all of a sudden, he, he, he just outshines. I mean, what if, what if he's... Nah, he's not. He, this guy's losing his, his cheese is done sliding, sliding off his cracker at a rate that we haven't seen in, uh, I mean, a long, long time. But you know what's really funny about all this is you'll sit there and have a conversation with the left about Biden's cognitive decline and you know what they'll say? They'll throw it right back and say, well, Trump, Trump, bad man orange, uh, orange man bad, he, he, his cognitive decline is happening right in front of our eyes. And that's just that's just BS. You know it, I know it. They know it too. They cannot address biden's cognitive decline so we've got all this happening right in front of us but what does the polling tell you all right i'm gonna get into the weeds here so if you want to see the graphs please visit my uh, youtube channel and i'll have this all up in the video as well and you can kind of follow along there so i'm going to do this for the audio as best i can uh but here are you know battleground states let's go through battleground states now i'm going to use real clear politics as the source here and what they do is they do an aggregate of polling and give you an average so you'll get the real clear politics average rcp average but here are the battleground states wisconsin north carolina florida pennsylvania michigan and Arizona, at least these are the battleground states they're calling. Now, Arizona is the one that surprised me. Wisconsin, North Carolina, Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, especially Wisconsin, Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Because, you know, last election cycle in 2016, Trump won the Electoral College by winning Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan by a mere 70,000 vote spread. So what are these states telling us now? Let's go through one by one. First off, Wisconsin. Uh, August 9th is when this polling was uh, conducted. And again, these are aggregate polls. Right now, or I should say as of August 9th, Wisconsin has Biden up 6.4%. All right. Now there's, you know, what you want to do is you want to look at where was Biden or where were we in the 2016 election? And then who were the pollsters that did really, really well last go around? Now, the most accurate polling company was a company called Trafalgar Group. Trafalgar. T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R Group. And right now in Wisconsin, they've got Trump up 1%. Now, that's a far cry from RCP's average of 6.4 because, you know, what RCP does is take all the polling data and do an average. So, if you don't have a reputable polling company or you're results aren't really that good or maybe i don't know maybe you're manipulating it. i don't know i don't want to say that because you know um you know pollsters need to make money so as you get closer to the election they get much more accurate but you know how much can you trust a cbs news poll how much can you trust the cnbc and cnbc poll how much can you trust uh abc polls new york time polls even Fox News, actually Fox News is one of the worst polling uh, outfits out there. They're, they're usually wrong all the time. And right now Fox News has Biden up in the last, latest poll in Wisconsin, which was back in May, uh, May, early June, was up 9%. But watch the Trafalgar group. I don't know if I'm saying that right. T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R. They got Trump up one point. So Biden right now in Wisconsin is leading by 6.4% in the aggregate. But, you know, 2016, Trump won Wisconsin by 0.7%. So where was Hillary And the same time last go-round? So around this same time, um, early August, early mid-August, Hillary Clinton in a polling from 8.4 to 8.7 was up 13%. Now, as the election came, Hillary was up 6.5%. Now, that was November polling. But if you go back and look at uh, early mid August polling, Hillary Clinton was up 13% in one poll, 3% up in another, 5% up in another, uh, then 7% up in another, 8% up in another. She's, she was out polling Biden. I mean, she was out polling Biden in Wisconsin at this very same time that doesn't look good for Biden when it comes to this battleground state, Wisconsin. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Trump is doing much better in Wisconsin than they want to let us on. So, cause right now you have the RCP average Biden up 6.4%, 48.7 to Biden, 42.3 Trump. Same thing was happening, but Clinton was up more and Trump won. So think about that. Clinton, a higher polling in Wisconsin at this same time than Biden does against Trump right now, and Trump won 0.7%. Now, one thing that didn't happen in 2016 is the Clinton campaign did not campaign in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan because they thought they had it in the bag. Now, I, I used to think, That they're not going to make that same mistake twice. But right now, nobody's campaigning in any state. It's all digital. Um, So, you know, you don't have your traditional campaigning. And if you did, what would Biden's performance be like, right? There's a mystery that uh, may never be solved. All right, let's go on to Florida. Florida is always a contentious election state during presidential elections. It's always up in the air, always, always, always up in the air. Well, And it will be again this time. So right now, the RCP average has Biden up 4%. So Biden's 49.7 to Trump's 45.7. So that's, you know, that's pretty close to within the margin of error. Uh, And uh, Trump won Florida last go-round by 1.2%. So let's see where Clinton was at this same time last year. And I'm going to do this a regular... um, story on this because i think you're going to see this happening throughout clinton was up about five she was up five percent one poll had her up nine percent the monmouth poll had her up nine percent they're typically a pretty good polling outfit so clinton was up five percent trump won it by 1.2 percent and biden right now is up four percent that gap closed within I did this last Wednesday. That gap closed from the last time I looked at these numbers. Because the last time I looked at these numbers, Biden was up over Clinton's polling last go around at the same time in Florida. So that doesn't look good for Biden. This doesn't bode well. And whenever the left, the, the Democrat candidate, is this tight, it's usually a, a state that goes for the Republican. So Wisconsin and Florida, and they look tough for Biden. How about Michigan? You know, why would anybody in Michigan vote for Trump, right? Well, he, he won last time by 0.7%. It was one of those three Rust Belt states where he won the whole electoral college because of those three states by a 70,000 vote spread. Biden is up right now in Michigan 6.4%. Well, this time last go round in 2016, Clinton was up. that's in a marquee poll or Marquette poll up 13% that goes on 3% plus 5% plus 7% plus 8% plus but this time right now last go-round 2016 Clinton was up 13% in Michigan and again Trump won Michigan by about 0.7 Biden right now is up 6.4% in the aggregate so at the exact same time frame 8487 last in 2016 Clinton was up 13%, Biden's up 6% in that same go round. You starting to see the picture here? Pennsylvania. This is uh, Biden's home state, former home state, right? Biden right now is trending up 5%. Trump won Pennsylvania 0.7%. Again, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and Michigan Trump won by point Biden is up 5% right now. This same time in 2016, the Clinton camp, Clinton was at 9% plus. So she was polling better and she wasn't even campaigning in that state. She was polling better in Pennsylvania than Biden is right now at the same time. And again, Clinton won. I'm sorry, Trump won. 0.7 0.7 All right, let's look at North Carolina. Right now, Biden is trending in the RCP average plus point, or I'm sorry, no no point, 4.6. The RCP average for Biden, 4.6. Trump won the state in 2016 by 3.7%. So there, there wasn't as much polling in uh, the state last time, but Clinton was up four percent around the same time or um two percent nine percent and then trump was up one percent as we get later into august then they were tied and then clinton up two percent trump up two percent so they were neck and neck going into the election and trump won that state by 3.7 percent so right now Biden's got a spread on that, 4.6. So he's actually doing a little better in North Carolina than Clinton was this same time. But still, I don't think these are strong numbers for Biden. And then Arizona. Arizona, Biden is up 3.7%. Trump won that one last go-around, 2016, by 3.5%. And then if you look at the, um, where Clinton was around the same point, actually Trump was up trump was up by two percent seven percent then clinton came in up one percent so this one this one looks a little iffy for trump so arizona is on the fence and he won arizona last time and he needs arizona this time so if i was the trump campaign this is where i would be looking at getting the word out now we got three months left in the election a lot can happen in those three months but if you look at the battleground states Wisconsin, Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, uh, and Arizona, um, four out of those six states, Trump, I think, is doing well. North Carolina, he won that handily, 3.5, or um, uh, I think three-something. <clears throat> uh, Arizona, he won last time at 3.5%. He won North Carolina by 3.7%. So these are two states that Trump won last time. So are you going to try to tell me that right now... Trump is going to lose those states? Yeah, I don't think so. So the two states where the battleground state polling shows that Biden's got a little bit of strength on Trump, those are the two states that he won last time by a wider margin, 3.5, 3.7% respectively. The other states were all a razor thin margin and Trump is polling better than the media wants you to know because and how do we know that? Because Biden is polling worse than Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. That's the chink in the armor, ladies and gentlemen. These battleground polling numbers tell you the story that the media doesn't want you to know. They don't want you to know. Now, if you go look at MSNBC, they, they don't even realize half the time. I mean, the left, just, the media, and I, and I repeat myself, they don't even realize how they're caught up in their, their, their errors. They don't even see, they, they, they have no view of history. So they just tell you today what they want you to hear. And I don't know if it's because they believe it. I have no idea, but it's just amazing. There's a guy on uh, MSNBC who's their polling guy, Steve Cornacki. And, you know, he's the guy who wears the, the button-down shirt and he rolls up the sleeves. He's got a tie on. He wears his khakis every single time. And he's kind of really animated, blah, 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 blah. So he puts out, MSNBC puts out this tweet where uh, and this NBC News unveils its first 2020 battleground electoral map today. Steve Kanaki says Biden leads with 334 electoral votes to Trump's 125. Ooh. That's a big lead, right? You need 270 electoral votes to win the presidency. Oh my gosh. Biden leads at 334. How can we overcome that? Hold on, hold on. This same time last time in 2016, Steve Karnecke did the same thing with Clinton. Guess what? Her numbers were. Her numbers were three hundred and sixty-three electoral votes to Trump's eighty-four. Oh my gosh, everybody was looking at that last time, going, Oh, she's gonna win and they were all blindsided. And the numbers are worse for Biden now. So did they just manipulate the numbers to make them worse so they look a little more credible? But think about that. If Hillary Clinton's numbers were so much better this time in 2016 than Biden's across the board, how do we expect that he's going to win the election? How can we sit here and listen to these pundits on the left telling us that Biden's going to be the next president? I mean, Steve Carnacki does he not look at his past data? And by the way, I'll have this in the show notes and you can see these, uh, these tweets. But this is just amazing stuff. I mean, all the numbers suggest that Biden is in a weaker position right now than Hillary Clinton. Now, here's another article. And this is out of Newsweek. It says, Biden is polling better than Clinton was and has five times the cash too. Biden is not polling better than Clinton. If you dig into the polls, she is not polling better or he is not polling better than Clinton. Even Steve Kornacki at this point in time had Clinton with more electoral votes than Biden right now. Is there, is there any, any doubt or wonder why Newsweek at one point was only sold for a dollar? So now Biden has a lot more cash than Clinton. And they go on to talk about how he's got so much more cash. That's a great thing, right? Oh my gosh, he's got so much more cash on hand right now than Clinton at this point in time. In July 2016, Clinton campaign reported they had around $44 million cash on hand. This time, Biden's got $242 million cash on hand. Okay, remember what they're not telling you. In this particular story, they're not telling you how much Donald Trump has in cash on hand. They're not telling you how much Donald Trump had in cash on hand in 2016. They're not telling you that Clinton pretty much had a two-to-one cash advantage on Trump the last election, and Trump won the election. So how much cash does Biden have on hand, and how much have they raised, and how much is Trump raise how much ca- Trump cash does Trump have on hand well right now this is the CNN as of 719 uh, total receipts for Biden two hundred seventy eight point nine million dollars total spent one sixty nine point nine million dollars cash on hand one hundred and eight point nine million dollars so it's pretty good more than Clinton but how much does Trump have well Trump total receipts two hundred and seventy five million, so pretty close to Biden. Total spent hundred and eighty-four million, a little more than Biden. Wait a minute, wait for this. Cash on hand. Hmm. 113 million. Hmm. Wait a minute. I think that's more than Biden, isn't it? Yeah, let me go back and look. Biden, 108 million. Now I'm I'm not a, I wasn't educated with uh, new math so I know 108 is less than 113, but they're not telling you that Newsweek article. That Newsweek article doesn't tell you that, did it? Nope, sure didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, Biden's in trouble. So they're they're on par. The campaigns are on par when it comes to cash on hand. Trump has a little more cash on hand, but it's negligible. Biden has raised a little more than Trump, but it's negligible. And right now, with the lockdown and the coronavirus, the pandemic, the scamdemic, they're not spending the cash at the rate they used to or they normally would at this time because all that travel costs tons of money. Biden hardly comes out of his basement, right? So I'm telling you, Biden's in trouble. He is. Losing polling in the black community. There's a shift that we've seen in the black community. His favorabil- favorability is less than Trump's. Oh yeah, It's more than Clinton's, but only by a few percentage points. Far less favorable, as they say, right? Uh, he, he's cognitively losing it. And then there's the polling. And we're going to see so much more polling come out as the weeks get closer and closer to the election. But uh, I'm telling you, Biden is in trouble. So feel good about it. If you're like me and you do not want to see whoever it is that's going to be in charge of his administration in the White House because it won't be him, Biden is in trouble. So let's watch these numbers. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast where I got into the weeds on some polling and some election data. Uh, As we get closer and closer, this stuff just gets more and more exciting to me. This is my Super Bowl, my World Series, because I I love this stuff. So find us on our uh, social media uh, platforms as thepblpodcast.com. Please do visit my YouTube channel. You can find the YouTube channel through my website, uh the dot com and please subscribe to the youtube channel so we can get to a hundred subscribers and i know it's such a small number and then let's just grow that thing like crazy but i want to get the dedicated url so it's easier for people to find it there is a lot of content there some of it's kind of rough but hey maybe that's fun i take some of my tiktok videos and throw them up on the youtube channel as well and then i'm going to start putting a lot of uh, these podcasts up on the youtube channel so you can see all the graphs and stuff that i'm doing and all the articles that i'm referring to you can find all of my show notes where I put those articles in there on my website at the pblpodcast.com And as always, if you're listening to this on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please, please, please give me a five-star rating and subscribe as well. On any platform that you're on, please subscribe, share, five-star rating, all that fun stuff that social media is all about, that pushes the algorithm up you can find me on twitter quite often at the pbl podcast and i know i know not a lot of people like tiktok and you know they're talking about banning tiktok you can find a lot of my videos there there are a lot of i have a lot of fun on tiktok with those videos at the pbl podcast as well and uh thanks again for listening i appreciate All of the listeners uh, that we've been getting, uh, the numbers just keep going up higher and higher where each week is better than last, and I thank you so much for that. So please do share this with as many people as you know to keep growing the PBL podcast and to keep keep moving this train forward as this is Raw, Unfiltered, and No Chasing.